listening to the Dopos podcast. Adam Doe here, Nikki Chung, Nathan Chan, some of my high school friends from our high school fantasy basketball league. This is week three of our fantasy pod that I'm trying to do every week just to keep track of how the season's going for us um, in fantasy and in real life. So Nikki Chung is the new person this this week. He uh, immediately asked to be on the show after I posted the episode last week. Don't lie, Nikki. You, you yeah. Well, you know, I love talking about my team, so that's why I want to be here. You got, you guys forgot to talk about my team in the first one, so you know, had to come on and say some stuff. I get it. I get it. All good. That's why. That's why you're here. Um, uh-huh. So let's go over our fantasy league standings right now. Uh, our friend Ryan from the last episode, he's in first place right now. Um, honestly, he went, he, he was last week, he was against the, one of our more incompetent friends at fantasy basketball, Boris. So uh, he kind of went, he, he kind of won eight, one last week. So that's why this week he's 12, five and one overall in the league. Um, I'm in second place, 10, eight, zero Ethan from last week, 10, eight, zero. Nikki in this call, 990. Um, other Nathan, Nathan Wu, 891. Nathan Chen in this call, 810. Uh, our friend Alan, 810. And then, of course, the incompetent general manager in our league, 6120, last place. So, yeah, that's how our fantasy league's going. Uh, I, so, I want to I go over Ryan's team first since he's in first place. Uh, I'll go, I'll, I'll say some things. He has, Anthony Davis, he has Tobias Harris, he has Oladipo, uh, D'Angelo Russell, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, CJ McCollum. So I think he has a really good team. I just don't think it's as good as other teams that we'll talk about later in our league. But I think he, he has like solid top three potential. What do you guys uh, uh I agree think? with that. Um, this, uh, specifically for CJ McCollum. And Bradley Beal, they're doing really well this season. Uh, I do is I do believe his team has weaknesses, um, especially he only has Anthony Davis and um, what do you call it? Uh, Thomas Bryant for mostly blocks. So I think that's one of his weaknesses. But I do think he's a solid team. He's a solid team. Um, I believe he's first place because he actually just ate one Boris last week. I don't think he will stay first place though yeah i'm facing against him this weekend i yeah i feel like long term i don't think his team is going to sustain this kind of production especially if they're like they're performing performing overperforming right now i don't think later on this season they're going to be having the same steam and energy to keep this up so yeah definitely last week that eight one against boris definitely lucky well it's not against boris but overproduction from their team as well yeah, and uh, don't get me wrong, he actually has a solid team. Like, he has Tobias Harris, CJ McCollum, Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry, Pascal, Anthony Davis. They're all, like, really, really good guys. But later on, especially for Anthony Davis, he's going to sit a lot on back-to-backs or just having random breaks because, you know, the Lakers are going to rest him for playoffs. And another thing is Anthony Davis is out tonight during the Lakers game. Today is Friday, January 8th. We're recording while the Lakers are playing the Bulls right now. And AD's out with an abductor strain. Not sure where, which part of the body is that that is, but you know, a strain is a strain. Um, I feel like he's been really off so far this season. His free throws are are a lot lower than last year. Like the amount of free throws he's shooting, and also his percentages are just like around the seventies, I think, right now, which is low. So yeah, I feel like I feel like next week uh, when we talk about who the top team in our league is, it's probably going to be someone else. Yeah, also, like, some of those players have, like, history of injuries, too, to take them out. I wouldn't be surprised, like, if any of the names, like, Oladipo, Harris, even Davis, I feel like, could just get injured again, or have easily get injured, I mean. I also want to add that Kyle Lowry is pretty old. He's He might sit uh, later on the season, and he's he's out for tonight for personal reasons, so I don't know how long he'll be out for, but he is pretty old. And somewhat injury prone. I think the Raptors like kind of really need him to to play. You know they're not doing so hot right now in the East. 
Well, they definitely need Siakam to like step it back up before the bubble. Right now, he's severely in the performing. Wow, I just I just looked, and the Raptors are at the bottom of the Eastern Conference right now, one and six. Yeah, yeah for some reason they're playing really badly. I have uh, Fred VanVleet. He's actually been playing pretty well, but they've been losing. I think last week during the pod, I, I kind of asked Ryan if he was willing to give up Tobias Harris. I was kind of interested in that. Uh, just to update everybody, nothing happened with uh, me, Ethan, or Ryan. Uh, none of my trades went through. I feel like I feel like we're all very cautious of of doing trades right now. We're too conservative. Nikki's very aggressive with the trades, but I, other than that, I think we're all very conservative. Wasn't it like a few years ago, Nikki was the one who's like, "Hey guys, everyone, we should all make trades." Like everyone has to go make a trade this season, and like literally all of us were like forced to make a trade with someone else that season. Yeah. Honestly, like, I rarely see a season where there's a single trade in our league for some reason. Nobody wants to trade. Then again, it's a small league, so it's, like, more options to, like, pick up players that are hot for a couple weeks. And then, I don't know, we're, we're, we're definitely a shop a shopping league or uh, add-and-drop league, like, every week. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like, I mean, just because the league is so small, like, everybody has a decent team, so there's no real reason to trade that much was it nikki was it last season or the the season before where i think you traded like kd or something for for like another like all-star player something like that and then you ended up doing really well or you just i don't remember remember, actually i don't remember like seasons ago i don't remember if we do i think if we do like uh you know how like at the end of the yearbook there's like most likely to whatever I think Nikki would be like most aggressive, most likely to make a trade in our league. Man, I just want some good players, man. I feel like all right, the reason why I'm pushing trades a lot is because I can see the weaknesses on my team. So I'm trying to make a trade to cover that, even if I'm giving you a higher valued player. Like, like for example, if I'm giving you, let's say like LeBron James or someone like that for like Brandon Ingram, that's because my team, I feel like my team needs more three-pointers and Ingram does that better than LeBron. And also LeBron, like his free throw percentage is like 70% for some reason. Tonight he's six for nine, which is like 67%, which is not what I'm looking for really, but. All right, all right, all right. that's enough, Ingram. that's enough, that's enough. I'm, I'm sick of this. Uh, <laughs> so just to remind everybody, there's only eight people in our league. So, you know, we, we it was relatively easy to draft until maybe the last two or three rounds but our friend Nikki Chung here he he has LeBron James and Giannis on the same team he has Andre Drummond Bam Adebayo Karis LeVert who now we know that is gonna like pick up a lot of minutes and I he scored like 40 plus tonight last time I checked um yeah we know we know Dinwiddie is gonna be out for the whole season so LeVert's gonna be like the primary backup guard he's also starting level point guard whenever Kyrie and KD are out. Um, I think he also has Fred, Fred Van Fleet. I think his worst players are like Aaron Gordon and Rashawn Holmes. Honestly, those are his worst players. Uh, I personally think my worst players are Buddy Heald and Rashawn Holmes. Even? No, I think Rashawn Holmes is not bad at all because he brings in a lot of defensive stats that I really need. And he's a really accurate uh, free throw shooter, surprisingly. And he provides really good uh, field goal percentage. So Aaron Gordon and Buddy Heald are my worst players, but I really think that Buddy Heald can, you know, um, go back to his normal self. And so same thing with Aaron Gordon. He's just been injured with a hamstring injury. So he's been only been playing for like 25 minutes a game. And he's not playing well, but I feel like he will come back eventually. I think, I think, yeah, either, either he does come back or he's going to get traded. And like, that's both a win win situation for you for Buddy Hill. Dude, I was like five minutes away from getting my comedy. Like, five minutes after you picked him up, that's when I went to go mm. check to pick him up and yeah. took him away from me. I was like, desperately needing this stuff, and you just got him. I was like, so yeah. All right. So, Mike Conley? Oh, yeah. What happened? Him. What happened last week uh, after we recorded the episode a week ago, literally Friday night, uh, midnight came 
I checked my phone and like right on the dot at midnight, you see Nikki Chung dropped Tyler Hero for Mike Conley. And then I messaged the group chat with Nathan Chen and uh, Ethan. And apparently we all were thinking about adding Conley, but like Nikki's uh, on another level of aggressiveness in fantasy guys. Um, quick update. So I met, we met, we talked about the trade last week that Nikki and I were, were thinking about doing Brandon Ingram, uh, my Brandon Ingram for his LeBron James, uh, just to update. I'm still not going to do that. I'm not going to give Nikki an even more nuclear team to like destroy everybody in fantasy. Wait, so um, he offered you LeBron James too? He offered me LeBron James for Jason Tatum. Yeah, you oh. didn't take it. <laughs> I'm still yeah. thinking about it, actually. I'm actually really considering it. Don't do it, uh, please. Don't I was like, do I it. need the assist. I need my assist category to go up. But I'm not sure okay, about okay. I'm still thing. To do it. I actually do not need assist. I'm literally beating everyone in assist by at least like 40 this week. And like every week, I'm beating everyone in assist. I don't need the assist anymore. All right, Humble so, Brian, drop Mike Conley right now, dude. Yeah, I, he just dropped like 10 assists for me tonight. <laughs> exactly, so. just drop him right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we can oh make my. a trade. <laughs> dude, I, yeah, the, only, the only thing that hold me off from Mike Conley was, I know his inconsistency from last season. So I was like really holding off until like the last minute. And then I just noticed he picked them up. And I was like, regretting that decision ever since. So I was uh, thinking, yeah. will you offer Joe Harris if you need three-pointers? You're I'm saying gonna send... Joe Harris for Mike Conley? Yeah. Hmm. Let me see. I'll get back to you on that. Right, yeah, right. Love how they're just messing up my schedule for this podcast. We were supposed to talk trades later. But okay. Uh so yeah, no, I'm gonna send a PSA to our fantasy group chat and just say like nobody trade with Nikki for, for anything unless like you get at least two players out of him for for, for whatever he's offering you, or else Come he's on. gonna be everybody. I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm still sure as commissioner I can you know just set that rule at that point. <laughs> veto all oh, yeah. the trades. <laughs> yeah, you, you can veto. Unless you add an additional player to that whatever deal you're making. <laughs> yeah, from from last week, uh, last week's episode, Ethan was concerned that our league didn't have vetoes at all. So like, if I were to give, he said, if I were to give Nikki Ingram for LeBron, he would have probably voted against it. But uh, I now we know. I think that's a fair deal. Okay, whatever, Nikki. I think now, that's now, Nick, actually, too. Nathan Chen is the commissioner of our league, so he has veto power uh, on trades. I don't think it's a fair deal because Ingram's younger. He uh, will less likely uh, be not, not be as injured as LeBron this year. LeBron just turned 36. He's a worse free throw shooter, but otherwise they're about the same, about the same. LeBron just gets a little more rebounds, a little more assists, and, you know, gets triple-doubles more. But Well, yeah, I don't know actually what, what you need from your side, like with kind of covering you need, of your weaknesses, I mean, that you need from your side, I think. But, I mean, if, if I was Nikki, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Ingram over LeBron. But, yeah, obviously, I don't know what you're looking for in the trade. At first, well, we talked about this last week, but uh, we, I, I just needed a second player. Ideally, I needed rebounds. So he, Nikki was willing to offer me Buddy Heald, but I was kind of like, eh, that's not enough. Like, I need, I need a star player to step in in case LeBron gets hurt for the rest of the season. I, like, I, I just want to remind everybody, like two years ago, LeBron was basically out for the rest of the season with his uh, groin strain, right? Like, he played a couple games after his injury, but pretty much he was out for the rest of the season. Well, wasn't that a matter of fact, like, they're, they're out of the playoffs at that point? Yeah, sure, they're like a couple games away from the AC, but I don't think LeBron's going to go chase an AC to be swept by, what, the Warriors that year? I mean, I feel like, yeah, he, he let it go easily off that year, but, you know, it's just the situation around him. If he gets injured like this year, I'm pretty sure he'll just wait it out. No, no, he wouldn't because he he, he has more more years on his contract, but... Yeah, he has more years, what? so that's why he's like, okay, might as well rest. We had a short offseason. Just rest, take it a little bit more easier, like not have to rush back from the injury. He wasn't 100% what? like when he came so, back. Wait, so wait, what's your point? I'm not getting it. Are, are, I'm I, just saying like, you can't make that comparison to a few years ago because it was a totally different situation. Why Why not? Why not? He, I don't, I don't get it no, here. Because like what at the end of say? the year, when he does come back, he's going to go 400%. He's not going to just hold back, come back earlier, throw up some fluff stuff, and that's it. 
some like fluff stats, I mean. No, so what I'm saying is because he's old, any injury he suffers, a groin oh, strain again. A, bad one? a groin strain again. Right now, his his left ankle sprain situation right now is very concerning, right? If you have him in your fantasy team. So what I'm saying is because he's so old, he he's playing heavy minutes for the Lakers. They're they're depending on him to play well. The chances of him getting another groin strain or something worse is very high or you know moderately high and so if you're going to trade for him you need a second player of at least star value or a little under star value to make it worth it because if you for me at least in my situation ingram is honestly my second best player to damian lillard right now if i just give away ingram for lebron and lebron gets hurt for the rest of the year like i'm done in fantasy LeBron has been pretty healthy, relatively. He has the ankle sprain. He's been playing through it, though, and he looks fine. He's still putting up really good numbers, like almost triple-doubles every night. So I kind of see it as not really a big issue, but you do have a point in that um, he might still get injured because he's pretty old. Coming, Coming from the guy trying to get Brandon Ingram from me, just to just pointing that out. Just pointing that out. Like, I mean, I honestly think giving you two star players for one is not for sure not a good deal. Because what if they both stay healthy? What if LeBron and the other star player I give you stay healthy? Then you're in a really good position to actually win. And I'm in a really good position to lose out. So no, that's why I would not give you another star player. Yeah, but like you you gotta you, we you know, we gotta address like the person that's taking your LeBron, they're taking on more risk than you are. Like a lot more risk than you are. They are. They are. But on the games he does play, he does provide more value than Ingram does. He gets more assists, gets more rebounds. He'll likely grab you a couple, like, you know, steals, maybe some blocks. He has pretty good field goal percentage. Um, better than Ingram. I don't know the stats exactly, but I'm willing to bet he has a better field goal percentage than Ingram. I think they're about the same. About oh, really? the same, you know, fifties area, high forties, low fifties area. Well, LeBron's like fifty-five, In- but around Ingram the same. is that good? I didn't know Ingram was like that good. Let me see. Let's see. Forty-six. So forty-six. Mid forty. Yeah, so a little higher, a little lower than LeBron. Yeah, it's not bad. Nikki, do you want to say anything about your team so we can comment off it? Um, Other than my the team, fact, I agree that Buddy Hill and. Aaron Gordon's like your weakest link. Yeah, I mean, even then, they're not that bad because Buddy is playing all right today. Um, anyways, I want to say that my team is pretty well balanced. Like, I don't have like really, really bad weaknesses except free throw shooting because I drafted what Giannis, LeBron, and then I had Drummond later on. So, you know, I'm probably gonna not ever win free throws this year. Um, turnover is actually a bigger issue than I expected because Karis is playing heavy minutes. He's turning the ball over like four to five times a game. LeBron turns the ball over quite a bit. Same with Giannis. Same with Drummond, actually. He gets like four to five turnovers every game. So I don't think I'm ever going to win free throws or turnovers, but everything else, I'm pretty solid. Wait, what were your blocks though? How are your blocks like the past two weeks? Week? So my blocks for the past two weeks have been okay. This week is a bit concerning because Andre Drummond hasn't really gotten me many blocks. Same with Adebayo, same with Giannis. So those guys were supposed to get me blocks, right? They're known for their, you know, pretty good defense, but they haven't been. Um, same with my steals. I'm not getting them from like my guards, like Kobe White, Fred VanVleet, uh, Mike Conley, Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert used to give me like, I don't know, like 1.5 to 2 steals a uh, game. Same with Malcolm Brogdon. Actually, Malcolm's been pretty good, so I'm not going to say anything about him. But uh, this week specifically, I'm not really getting defensive stats in. So, yeah, but usually I'm expecting more. Something I'm interested in for uh, Buddy Heald on your team is what if what if Luke Walton decides to bench Buddy Heald and put in Tyrese Halliburton? Because Halliburton is like warming Isn't up. Is Halliburton like starting? 
No, he's he's uh he's coming off the bench for now, but um in the game on Wednesday he got like 15 points in the fourth quarter and he ended with like 17, seven and five, I think. Right. So, I was looking at the player notes from Yahoo and he said he's he was starting for De'Aaron Fox last game. So no, what sure. happened? What happened was De'Aaron Fox uh, had a hamstring strain and uh, right. Right during uh, they found that out like during the half or before the half. So then Tyree started for the the second half of the game on Wednesday. I'm just I'm just saying like you know I feel like there's a clock ticking for when Halliburton like gets really comfortable with playing professionally and then he you know takes over Buddy Heald's spot most likely. And if that happens, then like Buddy Heald is his numbers are probably going to go down. Not a big problem for Nikki's team, I think. I'm just like pointing that out. I mean, if uh, Tyrese does eventually take Buddy Heald's uh, position, I would just pick up Tyrese if he's not picked up already. Also, Buddy Heald is, yeah, like you said, it's not like a really big issue. I picked up Buddy Heald from the draft just because he's a pretty solid three-point shooter, and I needed that because, you know, my first three draft picks were like Giannis, LeBron, and Bam. They never really shoot threes except LeBron. But even then, he doesn't really shoot that much. I'm kind of surprised that Giannis is um, hitting threes this season. So that's like a good thing for me. But Buddy Heald, I just expected him to shoot threes for me. And that was all. I think Giannis really. When you said Giannis was shooting more threes, I was expecting like four or five made threes. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I get what you mean where you're coming from. We're far from that. We're far from that happening. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. He's shooting more than two. (laughs) Two Yeah, he's making like one or two per game, but that's. I mean, that's more than I expected from him. He never shoots threes. But I, oh. I do feel like you should drop Aaron Gordon if Tyrese Halliburton ever gets, like, starting. Because I feel like Buddy here just hates Luke Walton at this point. He'd rather, like, force a trade out. So I think you should just keep him for that potential yourself. That is true. Um, I feel like Aaron Gordon has really good upside here. He played really well last season towards the end. So that's why that's what I'm waiting for. He I know what he's capable of. He's not 100%, so I'm just going to wait it out a little bit. I think he can do well. Just Buddy is kind of like my question mark for me right now. So De'Aaron Fox's contract, he's contracted with them until like 2025. So he's not he's not going anywhere, I think. Um, yeah, Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald also is probably not going to go anywhere, I think, because unless unless we can... Does he have a new contract enough, or something? What was that? Like how many years is left on his contract? So Buddy... Darren, so Buddy's contracted is uh, up after 2024, and then Fox is is uh, is up after 2025. So I'm saying uh, they could be traded. It's just like hard because I can't think of a player right now that is also unhappy and uh, mm-hmm. wants to be traded with similar contract uh, value. How how much is ba- uh, Buddy making? So. Buddy's making twenty-four million. Fox is still making eight million this year, but after this year, he's going to make twenty-eight million. I think that there might be a couple players out there with like a similar contract that is tradable, following the rules. I'm just can't think of anybody right now. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was still off this like a, a less expensive contract, maybe easier to burn to trade. But yeah, I just feel like if anything, they might get rid of Luke Walton if like that relationship has been repaired. Okay, moving on. Uh, let's do let's do my team. Um, right now, up six three against our good friend Boris. Ten eight overall in the league, second place. I added Tyler Harrow right after Nicky dropped him, just because I thought he was an upgrade over Duncan Robinson. But he's so far he's only been like a slight upgrade with like rebounds and assists. Slightly, they're both doing really bad right now in fantasy i think um i added harrison barnes to replace miles bridges i just figured harrison barnes is a starter and he, he he'll get more minutes than miles uh bridges so how's uh, bridges that uh charlotte or phoenix uh michael or mccall bridges is on phoenix and then miles is oh, okay. on uh charlotte yeah um my draft all guard strategy is going terribly uh, I don't think it can lead to like consistent winning at all. Uh, Schroeder, Holiday, Rozier, they had like a couple games this week where they were either okay or just like bad or 
like Rozier isn't really just good for scoring and free throws. He only gets like two rebounds or two two rebounds, two assists per game. Uh, Schroeder, he gives you assists, but uh, a couple games this week, he, he scored like only 11 points or a little lower. Uh, yeah, Booker. I mean, like, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. No, uh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say during the, the Lakers game, they're saying like the difference between like the first four games and the last four games, like Schroeder's field goal percentage just went down like 20% or something. Yeah. And for Booker, I totally underestimated like the impact of Chris Paul on his numbers. Like Booker's numbers are just lower than his, his numbers last year. And I should have seen that coming, but I did it. Uh, good news is Murray is warming up for me. Um, we'll see how that goes. Capella and Allen, they're like averaging double doubles right now, at least in the last week for me. And Allen is getting the start over DeAndre Jordan on the Nets, which is great for me. Uh, he started out off the bench, so now he's a starter. Valanciunas and Porter Jr. All right. So Valanciunas is probably going to be out for a week because uh, he he entered the COVID protocol today, like after the first half of his game. And then Porter Jr., we found out he has to be out for like another 10 days. So he's already missed a week on my team. He's going to be out for another 10 days. I think it's because he tested positive for coronavirus. It's just that they're not, you know, the teams, are, they, they don't want to like reveal like which of their players got it unless the players revealed themselves. No, I think, I, really, I think it's like if they've been in close contact with someone who was tested positive. It's because normally they'll say like how many people got like I think last week they said like zero people, zero NBA players got tested. So I think like for now they're gonna say, oh, right now it's assumed like contract t- tracing. So I think it's until later on, or like if they if the NBA does release anything that says like how many NBA players just got did get um positive for Corona. Uh, so I'm not an expert on the protocol, but I just think it's weird. It's strange that uh. Other players, like I think KD, like he'll, they, they said he'd be cleared to play for uh, some upcoming games after his seven days are over. And I just find it strange that they tacked on 10 more days supported junior. And that makes it, that makes it basically a week, two weeks, right? Which is like the standard quarantine time if you have the virus. But again, not sure on that. I'm just, just, uh, just guessing. I think um, what does that mean? Like they couldn't like find the contract tracing. Like, can I confirm if he did meet another person that was tested positive? If they're gonna add up like another ten weeks, I mean ten days. I I don't know. My my guess is because they they gave him ten ten extra days to not play. It I feel like it it means he tested positive, and they're just trying to keep that under wraps to not like expose the player unless they want people to know. They tested positive. That's all. Uh, and then lastly, I'm relying on like Keldon Johnson of the Spurs starting. He's only a second year player. So uh, yeah, that's the direction of my team right now. I feel like I'll win this this week over Boris, but I don't know. I, don't, I can't predict the future for my, for my team anymore. I mean, you have a solid lead on them. So I'd say you win. It's also Boris. So. You never know, man. Julius Randle of the Knicks can just go for another triple double. That is true. Another, yeah, go for another double double like that. Randle got picked late in our in our group, didn't he? Like, oh yeah, I think he did. Was he picked after your uh, Hassan Whiteside pick? <laughs> I think so. All right, Nathan, you got to bring that up. All right, I all think right, wait, he did. Actually, I, just wanted, I have just a question to know for what Nathan. happened to him. That's all. You know, I, I know you're um, hating on uh, Hideng's Hassan Whiteside pick. But I have a question for you. You picked Davis Bertans in like what the sixth round or something? Why? Because three pointers, dude. He last that's last it. Season? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Three pointers. That's all I need from them. Sometimes that was a uh, that was very quest, uh, questionable pick because there were other people under who I thought were better. Like. Well, for me, I thought, okay, I just need a three-point shooter right now. I feel like that was, like, one of my weaknesses. I just picked him up. I feel like he, he could shoot, like, five to six threes a game, dude. And I'm, like, pretty satisfied with that at the sixth round. I feel like he's underperforming for someone you picked quite early. 
I mean, it's on the Wizards too, so I mean, it's not that surprising. But I give him give him time, dude. Just give him time. All I need is three pointers, some some rebounds. That's I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm not I gonna mean, drop like him. It, that's for sure. If you think about it, I don't think he was a good pick at all in the sixth round, because now there's Westbrook on the Wizards. He's gonna take a lot of shots, right? You also had uh, who was under? Let's see, Chris Middleton, Demonta Sabonis, Kyle Lowry, Jalen Brown. Gordon Hayward, you picked Bertans okay. over those guys. I didn't expect Jalen Brown to all of a sudden break out like this. Okay, I thought he was still going to be more of a defensive stat, which I didn't need. I didn't expect him. Did you expect Jalen Brown to start playing all of a sudden? He's I like their number two Jaylen guy. Brown he's like over Bertans. Let's be real. He's their number two guy. He's the Celtics' number two guy. I mean, dude, at the beginning of the season, from like, I mean, judging from off last season, I never expected him to pop off okay i mean sure he's just the number two guy but i don't expect him statistically to start like catching fire offensively i know he's good like defensively and stuff but i didn't expect him like i said offensively to start exploding so hey nikki i could have, could have used you, you is nikki i could have used you for the the first episode when we were going yeah, over i would, our I would draft have defended picks. you yeah also i mean how about chris middleton then you picked Bertans over middleton why wow. Go this off on it. Go off I'm on not it. sure like what his stats are because I don't watch Milwaukee games. I know like other than steals and three pointers, I I just felt like I don't think it was going to work out, especially contract wise. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think that's a valid reason. But I personally, I would pick Middleton over Bertans. There was also De'Aaron Fox, CJ McCollum. Yo, please. Okay, I love the point that I've taken before that, but still, I wouldn't drop Davis uh, Davis Breton, okay? If, if, I just I think was forced to was... drop Hassan Whiteside in the seventh round. That's like that's worth a pick. I just every think player could have every... picked him later on, not the sixth. No, round. I don't think I don't think he would have gotten past the seventh or eighth. That's for sure. Every player I just sure would not pick him. So Bertans was picked uh, in round six with the first pick of round six. And now that we're talking about it and I'm looking at the results, every player in round six is better than Davis Bretons. I think I'm feeling except... a need off my bench. I don't need a better player. I just need to feel the lead. He alone can bring up my three pointers like that. Okay. What else does he do? He gives me rebounds and he gives me some steals. Not not a lot of steals, but a little bit more consistently like that. Let me check his averages right now. So I dropped Whiteside like long a long time ago. I got him in the seventh. I regret that pick. I could have gotten a better center. I could have gotten Julius Randle. Okay, so Julius Randle is a steal. I think we all just like saw Knicks and we were like, uh, they're probably not going to do anything this year. But surprisingly, they're like doing well so far this season. Um, in our league, Julius Randle was picked in the eleventh round, and now he's like like. Averaging a double double, I think, with a couple of assists, right? So that was a mistake on all of us, except for Boris. Freaking Boris. He he was no, he would be he the one that, that, that would get the Randall steal every year. No, no, I feel like it's a more of a troll thing at this point. Oh, right. He does that, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I have the two biggest draft steals this year in Malcolm Brogdon and Karis Avert. Karis Avert went round 13. That's not okay. No, that's not fair because nobody knew Dinwiddie would be out. You didn't know Dinwiddie would be out. Um, I didn't. I had Levert last year. He was really good, even with Dinwiddie. Obviously, that was when he was starting. Um, and uh, that was without Kyrie and KD. But if he's coming off the bench and he gets like 25 minutes, that's still really good production for a round 13 pick. He'll still get like 10 points, a couple rebounds, some assists, and some steals for you. That's really good production for around 13 pick. Yeah, your, your, your Malcolm Brogdon pick killed me because I was like going to take him. Then like two two picks later, shorter, I was going to take him and Hiding picked him up. And I was like, all right, you have some of the Bonte Graham. But yeah, I agree. I should, should have picked instead of Jaron Jackson Jr. I should have picked the point guard at that point. I also thought Kobe White was a pretty good steal at round yeah, eight. Yeah, dude. he got me on that one too. Yeah, I'm always yeah. like late on like predicting like when these players are gonna go. You literally picked them up on the like right before I did. Well, I'll do better. I'll do better next year. I think for me, I was heavily biased against teams that don't have like that winning narrative going for them. You know, like the Pacers, the Knicks, 
So then you just like, I just ignored the starters for those teams, even though, but then, you know, I think I just have to remember next year that even though the teams are probably going to be bad, every team will have like five starters and at least, you know, one or two of those starters are going to be like really good for you fantasy wise. I mean, yeah, for like me, when I draft on a bad team, uh, for me, when I draft, I just pick whoever is the best person on the table because it's like position wise, it makes sense to spread it out. But we have three util spots. Unless you have five people of the same position, it shouldn't matter if you have like four like centers. Like it's not that big of a deal. As long as they produce for you, you're good. So that's my mindset when I'm going into the draft. I was meaning to ask this in the group chat, but do you think we should get rid of five injury spots? I feel like most okay. people don't really use them. I mean, like, what I know we extended it one year because, like, one player, one team had, like, five injuries, basically. But I don't know if we, like, just keep still keep this up for next year. But I think that might but be a conversation later on. So that in, in my other league, we only have two injury injury uh, IL spots. But then for, for my team in the other league, like, Cat went down for me. I drafted Kemba a little too early in the draft as well. Made a mistake there. Um, so then I had Kemba, my IL, but then, uh, Kevin Love and Kat, they go down in like the same week, which I, I think was last week. So then I had to like drop one of them. I ended up trading Kemba for like Kyle Anderson, which I don't know how it's going to play out. I just, I just got very lazy and I just wanted Kemba off my roster so I could put Kevin Love on, on the IL. I already had a, enough guards. So I was thinking I needed more rebounds from, from Kevin Love. But, uh, anyways, my point is like, I think we should keep it like maybe around three or four IL spots just because like the, the protocols for COVID like we'll make, we'll, we'll put your, your player out for like seven days at least. But I'm like, I'm more like discussing this about next season, even though it's like way too early. So you think it's still necessary because in the, in my public league right now, it's set at three IL, IL spots. I think three is not is good if we were in normal times. Okay. That's like, Noted for the future. So I have a question for you, Hadang. So how come you're willing to trade Kemba for Kyle Anderson, but not, but not LeBron <laughs> for Ingram? Right. Come on. All right, we're man. just gonna we're just gonna go <laughs> off script here. Nikki, Nikki's Nikki's in charge of the show now. Uh, I so you're talking about what I just said, right? In the other league. Yeah. So what happened was. I was desperate to get Kevin Love on the IL so I could draft another player before the games for that day started. So I confirmed this trade like in the morning. Honestly, I just woke up. I wasn't, you know, thinking as clearly as I could have been. Um, I realized after I did the trade that what I should have done was I should have auctioned off Kemba and the group chat to see who wanted them. And then I could pick the best package. But then my friend just offered like Kyle Anderson immediately. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll take it. Um, I realized later I could have gotten like a, a better player than Kyle Anderson for Kemba. I could have gotten even starting on the Memphis team. He is he starting, for... but I dropped him literally cause he's not that good. He, he was hot for a couple games last week. I saw that and I was like, fine, whatever. Good enough. And I kind of, I kind of was being too nice with the the negotiations. I was like, "Oh, my friend's taking on an injured player." Uh, oh, by the way, another reason why I wanted to drop Kemba and and put Kevin Love on the IL instead was because I read the reports on Yahoo. It said Kevin Love just had a calf strain, whereas Kemba had like a problem with his knee. And the reports at that time said like he was not close at all to playing again, and. Today, we just found out that he's going to practice with them again, but that doesn't mean he's going to play games, right? So I figured also that the Celtics are good enough with Tatum and Brown and Smart uh, without Kemba already. And so they, they're not, I don't think uh, they're, they're really rushing to have him come back to play for them, right? And even if he does come back and play for them, I figured that he wouldn't be getting like starting level minutes super quickly. So to summarize, like I just thought there'd be too much waiting, too much chance to take him over like Kevin Love, who is probably going to come back sooner and and not have to like warm up. Um, Celtics are seven and three right now. They're third in the East, so 
I think I made the, a good decision keeping love over Kemba. It's just that I got lazy with the trades and I could have gotten a better offer if I auctioned Kemba off and just try to like see who, who, who else wanted him and who uh, I could have gotten a better player back instead of Kyle Anderson. Nikki, you're yeah, not offering that. that Ingram trade in the mornings now. Oh, yeah. Now I know when to chit, I dang. <laughs> Give him uh, Aaron Gordon for Ingram. Yeah, Aaron Gordon and some other, some other fielder just for uh, Ben Ingram, I think. Yeah, uh, man. Give him like Mike Conley or Buddy Heald or something. No, I'm not. I'm not giving unless. So I, I'm, I'm not changing my mind from last week, which is like, unless my team like changes drastically, like they all get better at, at, at producing for me. I'm I'm not gonna give away Ingram unless I get a second player of either star caliber or a little less than star caliber. Um maybe. If it's it's like it's like I'm worried that like if even if I take out a bio away from Nikki and give him Ingram, he'll have Ingram, LeBron, and Giannis. If I take LeBron from him and give him Ingram, I'm t- I'm taking a, a a more injury risk player. And giving him a healthier one, and he'll have Ingram, Giannis, and like a fully loaded team that we just talked about. I mean, I think you do have to take the risk if you want a better player. That's my opinion, because that's a trade-off. Kind of, LeBron gives you more value, but he has injury risk. While Ingram produces less, but he's probably going to remain healthy. So it's just the risk if you're willing to take it. Risk versus value. I'm not. I'm not down. I don't. I think. I think Ingram. I might be too. I might be too hard with like health for my my roster. Like I, I kind of went with players I thought like would be very healthy this year. But in in the case of Ingram versus LeBron, I'd rather have somebody who's not going to miss games. This yeah, season. makes sense, and that's like just a preference for you, I guess. So uh, look at my team, guys. I've never seen my team do this well. Look at my team's production today. We already talked about your team, Nikki. We're Dude, done. Just, just look at my team right now. You need to title this episode uh, Squiggity Swags Team, Team Breakdown. No, no, guys, seriously, look at my team. I've never seen my team do this well. You won our league before, right? You don't, you don't consider the, your previous teams doing that well to you? No, I, I've honestly never seen my team do like this well. Everyone has like double-digit points, like 31 points, 35, 43. Holy Avert went for 43, 5, and 6 today. And he's supposed to be a bench guard. He's not supposed to be a starting level guard, which makes no, it I'm so unfair. Team, if Katie and Kyrie didn't join the Nets, he would definitely be starting. Yeah. If they were starting last year for like not even like theoretical, like they literally were starters last year. And what's what's even like more crushing, Nathan, is that usually um like teams, what like when you trade for a star, you give up your really good players, and then your two your your star player is like left with nothing, right? But then the Nets just like did it the right way, where they gave away players, but they didn't give away like their their young core. They have Dinwiddie. I mean, you don't count D'Angelo as part of that young core, even though they were getting Kyrie. I mean, but they still. were so deep, like already, you know. So my point was like uh, the Lakers, right? They they had to give away everybody except for Kuzma. Whereas the Nets just had to give away Russell and maybe someone else that I'm that, you know, I feel like none of us even remember because they weren't that good. And they, they, they still have Jared Allen. They still have Dinwiddie. They still have Levert. I mean, I think that's just karma for all that bad Celtics trade. I think they deserve it at that point after that trade. <laughs> yeah. The Celtics placed them a few years ago. Yeah, but it's because of that trade. No one, no one's gonna talk with Danny Ainge now. So isn't that kind of messing up all your plans? Can not go for that eighty trade either? I mean, yeah, no, That's I think eighty didn't want want to come to Celtics because the Celtics just dropped Isaiah Thomas. Right, remember that? Yeah. yeah, that's why eighty didn't want to come. But I do think the Celtics have a really solid team right now, especially with how uh, Jalen Brown is performing. Um, I really believe that it's not a fluke because he's been doing really well for the past like few weeks. And I, I truly think he can continue producing at such a high level. Wait, thank you. As our resident Celtics lover, how, how high are you on Peyton Pritchard? Pritchard? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I just he's really know. good. 
Wait, I just want to know all these years, I knew Nikki was a Celtics fan, but like, I don't, I can't remember like you ever explaining why, like all of us are Lakers, Lakers fans in, in our, in our friend group uh, from high school. So Nikki, why the Celtics? Um, I used to live in the East coast in New York and I got into basketball in 2008 and in 08, you know, the Celtics were the favorites to win the NBA. So I'm like, naturally just a Celtics fan. That's, that's kind of funny. Right. I got into basketball in 08, but I was rooting for the Lakers always. Yeah. So I was for the Celtics because I'm a East Coast guy. I forgot you and used to live the, in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And the Knicks were not that good. So I was never really a Knicks fan. And they're still not really that good. So it's kind of hard to be a Knicks fan. I mean, isn't the Knicks like actually 50-50 right now? They're, six in, they're in the sixth seed right now. They're five and four. Yeah, they're surprisingly pretty good because Randall's really carrying hard. But it's the Tom Thibodeau <laughs> system. They're going to be tired at the end of the year. That is true. Yeah. Um. I'm this year. I'm really surprised how well the Magic are doing. They're six and two, and they beat like they beat the Heat. They beat like a bunch of other pretty good teams. Like I think they beat the Raptors too. I'm not sure on that. Don't you guys think the Heat was just overrated after the bubble? I think. The Heat have a good team, but I do not think they will make it to the finals again with the same team. Yeah, that's what a lot of people I, I see online saying. Like they, Hero, um, Adebayo, Robinson, Butler, like they played, like they were on fire, all of them. But, you know, if you're if you're going to look at who's going to be, who's going to represent the East next year, like you, you really think, um, well, what if like what if we have to do a bubble again? You know, I think they agree. Okay. Like they're never going to do a bubble, or at least they're not going to do a bubble for this season during the playoffs. So something I want to talk about, we can sort of talk about it. Is like you know, so many players are not not a lot, but we're seeing more and more players enter the protocol, or they're just testing positive. It's it's like the options are, you pause the season and wait, and then start again. Or you do like last year, pause the season, do a bubble, or cancel the season, which is like which would be terrible for everybody. Um. Anyways, like the the heat, like maybe the bubble was like it just inspired them to play a lot better. But like this year, like I don't really think you can get to the finals or win the finals if you just have Jimmy Butler and Adebayo as like your best players. I think this year is going to be yeah definitely different just because not the bubble. And the Sixers seem to be doing really well. Tobias Harris is like popping off. So I think the Sixers would do pretty well. But I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm naturally going to say Celtics are going to make it to the finals in the East. Was Kemba ever healthy when he got to the Celtics? Yeah, the thing was... um, The thing I wanted to say about the Celtics is like, who is your fifth best player? You know, like you just have, you have Tatum, you have Brown, you have Kemba. I'd say Marcus Smart is like your fourth best, but like not really your fourth best. You know, like who's Um, after that? You don't, you don't have like a really deep team. It's, it's very great because they have such good and talented players. So if I had to pick number four, it'd actually be Daniel Tice. He's, he does a lot more than you think. A lot of what he does does not show up on stats sheet, like uh, setting up screens, you know, grabbing those rebounds, making those tough defensive plays. He doesn't get a lot of like blocks or steals, but he plays solid defense for the Celtics. And he's kind of underrated. Nobody really talks about him, but he can shoot the three ball. He can, you know, set solid screens, shoot inside. So he's a good guy. Um, After that, I would say Marcus Smart. He's a solid defender, very, very streaky shooter. I just hope he doesn't chuck up as many threes as he does. But other than that, he's a solid player. Um, for Peyton Pritchard, I really think he has very, very high upside. And if um, Kemba does lead the Celtics or gets traded, I really do think that uh, Pritchard would fit in perfectly. He has he plays with a lot of heart. Just I watched him actually just for one game. I forgot which game it was. I think it was against the Heat. He made a last second like tip in. Yeah, that, that was basically won game. it. Yeah, that was their last game. So he plays with a lot of hustle. Just from 
one game that I watched him. So, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but he plays with a lot of hustle. He can shoot the ball. He can pass. He's really, really good. I think Jason Tatum is the third most talented player in the East after KD and Kyrie. Third talented, third best, whatever. You don't think Giannis is second? Oh, my bad. Fourth. <laughs> Am I missing Jimmy one? Butler? No, I think no, I think that's that's right. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis, Katie, Kyrie, and then Jason Tatum. You also have Trey Young. You don't believe in Nick Star Trey Young? His numbers are inflated because if he doesn't have if he doesn't have those numbers, they're not getting anywhere this 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 year. We, we all know that. How about Westbrook, Bradley Beal? Gordon Hayward's popping off. Oh yeah, that him too. I'd say I'd say Hayward would be next, or maybe yeah, Hayward would be next, or maybe one spot above Tatum. Hayward over Ben Simmons. No, no. So what about Embiid? I'd say no either. No, really? Wow, that's. I feel like they're pretty evenly matched in terms of like stats and impact on the teams. How about Chris Middleton? Come on. He's, <laughs> I say he's pretty good too, man. But like in terms of talent, I'm thinking the, the level of like franchise player, like you're the best of your organization. You know, that's the, the that's that's the selection I'm talking with. I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about the starter level players. I think Chris Middleton's a starter level player. He got, he got all-star last year or the year before, but he's ultimately just a really good starter player. I'm going to be real with you. I think if Giannis ever left the Bucks, Chris Middleton would do a good job. Like he's kind of being held back a little because of how good Giannis is. Nobody really talks about Middleton until he drops like 40. But I feel like he can he will do really well if he was given like the number one option on the Bucks. Interesting. So I was watching the Bucks game today, a little bit a part part of it. And what do you what do you guys think of like Giannis uh, in the playoffs because like I just saw Giannis drive to the drive through the lane a couple times and then everybody just like converges on him and I feel like it's such a it's really hard to it's really hard to play D against him he's still gonna score on you he's, he's still gonna uh, get a foul called on you and shoot free throws but then ultimately like that's a really good way to good and like simple way to like stop him you know um, I think honestly Giannis looks really, really good on paper. And he is really good, don't get me wrong. But he is still stoppable just because he can't shoot very well. Like, if you put Bam out of bio on him, like, I watched the Bucks uh, heat game. He's not going to score that much because Bam is a big guy. And he's fast. And he can defend pretty well. So I do believe that Bam could at least slow down Giannis a lot. Someone like Bam, like, for example, put like, I don't know, another, who's another big man who can like defend really well? AD. Yeah, like, yeah, AD on Giannis. Well, we also haven't seen Giannis perform well in the playoffs at all. Like, each playoff, like, round, right? He hasn't exactly been taking this team to the next step. Yeah, he was injured last season. And part of the reason why I'm saying Chris Middleton would be really good if Giannis ever left the Bucks, is because of what we saw last season in the playoffs with Middleton. He just went off for like 40 points a game, made like five to six three-pointers, just carried the Bucks as hard as he could. And that's without Giannis. So he saved them from Middleton. He saved them from elimination, the game that Giannis like straight uh, sprained his ankle. And then, yeah, they still lost yeah, the so, next game. But, you know. I mean, he did all that he could. And he, I feel like he did really well. All right. I'm gonna call it here though, but like last thoughts from from any of you guys before we go. Oh, I just want to say, Nathan feels bad that you picked up bolts. You got injured. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's his ACL. Okay, okay, okay. Real, real quick, we forgot to go over Nathan's team, but I, I, I got it here. He's eight ten in the league, sixth place out of eight uh, spots. Uh, he's down four or five against Ryan. Uh, last time I checked, might might have changed since we reported. Don't be tied up in three pointers. We're now tied four four. Okay. Um, okay. So I wrote down, I wrote down Nathan's transactions for the past week, and they're pretty hilarious. 
he added Rubio, uh, and then he dropped Rubio for Fultz, but then we know Fultz is out for the season with an ACL tear now. So then he dropped Fultz for Harrell. Uh, he added Cole Anthony from the Magic, uh, and the Magic lost by like 40 to the Rockets tonight, I think, around 40 points. And then he also has KD, who's out for this whole week as well because of the COVID protocol. And he has Jaron Jackson Jr. injured still and Kemba Walker injured, about to return to practice. So Playing the long game at this point. But yeah, that fault thing was just unlucky. Very unlucky. I do, I do like the Cole Anthony pickup, though. He's really good short-term value, at least. Or not short-term, I, actually. No, I'm thinking, thinking about the wrong guy, but Cole I Anthony no is a pretty solid pickup. I had no idea who Cole Anthony was. I had to look up his stats, and I was like, oh, he, yeah, he, picked, he, he, he must have picked him up because he's hot right now, at least. I think he's more speculative than anything else, but hey, you know, he's starting now, so might be good. Yeah, that, that's like pretty much the only reason. Like, I knew Fultz went down. Cole Anthony, he had a pretty good game when, like, after Fultz, like, left the game. So I figured, okay, just take a chance on him because the player I dropped, the uh, wizard small forward, I was like, I was also waiting for him to do good. So I was like, okay, I might as well bet bet on Cole Anthony instead. But yeah, then I picked up Montrez Harrell because I was just thinking Rubio's not going to do much for me. Might as well get someone who can give me some points and rebounds as well. Yeah, um, let's see. For Haidang, you picked up Harrison Barnes. What do you think about him so far? Uh, I explained earlier, but I think he's okay. Uh, he was supposed to replace Miles Bridges. Uh, yeah, Miles Bridges on the Charlotte Hornets. It's just I I just think he's better just because he's a starter and Miles Bridges was not a starter. Um, I think Harrison just gets me like points and you know he he had a couple good games where he had a couple of rebounds and assists. Overall, better than Miles Bridges. I'm he looking at a really up, good game today. I haven't I haven't checked the stats for uh, the Kings game, but uh, yeah, good to hear. And I'm checking Davis Bertans' stats right now. Just before we go. Hey, you never responded to about my trade request. I think. For who? Davis Breton, Brandon Clark, Kemba Walker for Drew Holiday. Did you add a player? I feel like you you're you were like no, no, oh no, I said either or either or Brandon Clark or Davis Breton. And I also said and, but like if you I don't know if you want all three, so that's why I said. I think oh maybe I just forgot to say no to you. <laughs> because... well, I mean, no reply, I'm assuming that is a no. Yeah, so I, I'm just not down to take Kemba. You can write the mistakes of your previous team, dude. You said Kemba, Brandon Clark from Memphis, and oh, Davis no, or, Breton? Like, yeah, Brandon Clark or Davis Breton and with Kemba Walker. Right. I, I'll let you pick with either one. Davis Breton is only averaging 11, 11 <laughs> 3, and 1. He's going to get hot. Just pay for it. <laughs> They knew a Brandon Clark. He's gonna get hot. He's gonna he's, right he's only shooting 36 percent from the field. Nathan, no. All right, dude. You're the one with the point guard problem. Go ahead, man. He he doesn't even give give you a lot of rebounds, like just four. I thought you needed more threes than anything. Brandon Clark, no. right now, I think he's going on a hot streak right now. So far the game he had today. 21 points, three, po- three three-pointers, and eight rebounds, five assists, two blocks. I feel he's getting hot now. Well, based off what last season, like, expecting. Are we talking about Davis Bertans? Uh, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark, averaging 11, 5, and 1, shooting 0.4 three-pointers. And you, you're saying he's going hot, which, yes, he is, 21.85 today. 14, 9, and 2 yesterday. I might be interested in Brandon Clark. Wait, so your original offer was either Bertans or Clark plus Kemba? Yeah, plus Kemba. Uh, I'm not, not too excited for, for that trade. Maybe, maybe. But you took Kyle Anderson, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's another league, all right? The other league is a lot deeper. Uh, so I figured another reason why I, I took him was like, I figured I, I it'd be hard to find another player like uh, in free agency rather than trade. Don't worry, I'll send I'll send the trade in the morning. See see how you respond then. 
I don't know. Man. I'm giving Nathan, you. I, I'm giving. I'd be giving you a healthy point guard for an injured one who I'm pretty sure will not be coming back like anytime soon. Yeah, even though he's going to start practices soon, again. Isn't it? You already have enough point guards, like you said. You don't need him to come back soon. You already like filled up that position well. But then when he, I'd have to drop a player to get him. No wait. Yeah, I'd have to drop a player. I think right. Yeah, that's another yeah, problem. Full roster, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to drop a. I'd have to drop a player to get um to get two of your players. It's late. I, I can't do the math. How many players would I have to drop to like get like two players from Nathan right now? Like you'd have to drop one. Yeah, you have to drop one. Yeah, but then Michael Porter Jr. is going to come back sooner than Kevin Love, I think. So then I'd have to drop another player. So it's like your I mean, player, whatever you give me has to be good enough. I'm getting I'm getting lost in the trade math here. I think Tyler Hero is yeah, if you did Tyler a Hero, pretty good drop right now. Right now, if so, so only- I, Porter, I Porter Jr. and Kevin Love injured. So when they come back, I'd probably be dropping Keldon Johnson or Tyler Hero, but I feel like Tyler Hero might improve later. I feel like Tyler Hero does have that potential. I do think he played really well when I had him earlier this season because Jimmy Butler was out. So now that Jimmy Butler's back, he's really playing really badly. But if you if I were to take two players from you for Drew Holiday, I'd have to drop two, right? I'd have to drop two. Well, you have to drop one since you're giving me a player and I'm giving you two. You need to drop one. Well, I should just send you the trade. You accept it. You can figure it out then, right? Real no, hard. no, no. So what would happen was what 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 would happen would be, you, I think we'd have, have to, to send, do. Yeah, you have to send me one. I think we'd have to do separate trades, right? Because I'd have to, I'd have to once I acquire Kemba, I'd have to put him on the IL immediately. Yeah. After you, I give you one of my players, and then yeah, I and could I'll drop him, and you can like, pick him up again if you want. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling good about this, buddy. I'm is, not. Is it yeah. Hard or the what? I'm not feeling too inspired by Brandon Clark, and I'm not too. I'm not feeling confident with Kemba Walker returning, um, quickly and also in the same uh same form as last year. Was he injured most of last year? If I remember you answered that earlier. I think. Um, I think he might have gotten hurt. Um, I think that was like the interview, right? Either during, either during the bubble or before, before, like right, right before everything shut down, and even after the 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 months vacation, he still wasn't a hundred percent. I think that's what happened. Anyways, I saw I saw knee knee injury versus calf strain for Kevin Love, and I was like, one is clearly like worse. Yeah, it says uh, January twenty twenty. Uh, in the weeks leading up to the All-Star game last year, he was dealing with on-again, off-again discomfort in the knee. But he wasn't sitting out by the All-Star game, wasn't it? It says he was struggling before the league shut down in March. And then when... So, yeah, I was right. He was, he was struggling before the league shut down. Then when uh, teams pr- started practicing again in June, he said he still felt discomfort in the knee. And then they gave him a minutes restriction during the seeding games. And he was up and down in the playoffs. And once they lost to the Miami Heat, they made him go on a 12-week strengthening program to improve his left knee. And then they also gave him a stem cell injection into the knee. Uh, there'd be an update on Walker's status during the first week of January, which was this week. Yeah, it's probably going to be a no for me, Nathan, my boy. I like Brandon Clark for Drew Holiday. (laughs) I like John Collins. I like Bogdan Bogdanovich. I like Christian Wood. I'm actually considering moving that for uh, LeBron instead, but, you know, if you got a better offer instead... You want to move Christian Wood for LeBron? I'm like, <laughs> no, are you, you sure? Else with LeBron, 
for another trade back. There we go. There we go, Nathan. Get get a second player from him. I mean, I think a point guard off the hands if we get a, if we're gonna do that kind of trade, Christian Wood for LeBron. I would say LeBron and Christian Wood one for one is a solid deal. Think about it, Nathan. Think about what you're taking on in risk. Taking on the star of the Los Angeles Lakers sounds pretty good to me. The yeah, old man, star. You know, I'm a I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm just trying to give it to LeBron, man. Why pick him in the first place, then, you Celtics fan? All right, if you look at the draft, I actually had to pick him. There's no other guy that was better than LeBron James in round two. Like, I had to pick him. You, I rally Bill over LeBron. Definitely, because we or I didn't know how Bradley Beal would do next to Westbrook, and Bradley Beal does not provide the same rebounding, um, field goal percentage, consistency, and sometimes assists. But they're pretty evenly matching assists. Kawhi rests like every other game, and beat injury. So I had to pick LeBron there. There's no other player for me to pick. So you would you wouldn't have picked up Ben Ben Simmons in the second round? No, because he can't shoot threes. I, I'm like, th- okay, if you think about it like this, I picked Giannis already. I would want someone in the second round who can someone at least shoot some threes, right? Ben Simmons does not shoot threes, and he honestly does not score that much. Not as much All as right, wait, 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 wait. Time out. Lakers game is almost over, so I'm going to call it here. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, we'll do another episode next week. But uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah.